Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks for joining us on this broadcast. Now, I have to say, and I hope you share this same sentiment, that I'm never disappointed with Adia Wushner and her take on so many issues as she seeks to always align with God's Word and provide insights to help us navigate this culture with a biblical worldview that honors God, His Word, life, marriage, and family. I hope you were able to join us yesterday for our Wednesdays for Women with Adia, as well as Monday and Tuesday, as we asked and answered the questions, what do you want and what will you get? Oswald Chambers gave great wisdom on the answers that are most important and how we can move from our own selfish motives and desires to asking what is needed to get, know, and love God. This is the greatest of things. So, if you missed any of those messages or any others, check it out at loveandlordship.com, L-O-V-E-A-N-D-L-O-R-D-S-H-I-P, loveandlordshipaltogether.com. That's our website. You can find our book there. You can find out many videos on the watch tab, podcast on the listen tab, or read articles, these and many others. So appreciate your feedback on that. Good, bad, or indifferent, ugly, it doesn't matter to me. I love to hear it, challenges me, encourages me, and I hope it does the same for you. So reach out to me at Love and Lordship, same thing as the as the website, loveandlordship at gmail.com. I thank you for those that have done that, for your encouraging words, for your challenges, uh, for questions. I appreciate that. And for those who give, greatly appreciate that as well. Thanks also for your prayers. Uh, we know that the Lord, that's the greatest of things, is that we can pray and the Lord responds to that as we learn. But it's always responding on how we can know and love Him more. And that's our ultimate goal. And that's the greatest thing we can have. Before we jump into today's episode, I've got to admit, as I occasionally do, that while I'm really blessed and encouraged each and every day in this devotional and, and very often challenged, there are certain messages that over the years, and I've been doing this for 30 plus years, this very devotional along with others, over the years there's certain messages that have had a greater impact on my understanding of Scripture and my life in Christ than some of the other ones have. Today's Devo is one of those near the top of my list. When you hear the title, as with several other titles that we've shared, you may find yourself scratching your head a bit. There seems to be a contradiction in the title, but that may also draw you in just as it did with me. I don't know about you, but not being sure of things or being uncertain is not something I necessarily seek after and rarely, if ever, enjoy struggling through. I think that's probably true of all of us in our human nature. We would much rather be certain of what we're doing, what's coming next, and how to handle it and most of all, how we can control things, everything that is. That fair? <laughs> we are all probably there at some point in our lives, maybe right now. However, we also know that it is not always the case, and maybe much more so than we want to admit. Oswald Chambers in this message gives us a different perspective on being unsure one that may even have you giving thanks and rejoicing when you're not so sure because God is growing your faith and your relationship with Him. With that said, here's today's Devo title and our message, The Graciousness 
of uncertainty. Now, again, if you're following along in the, in the print version or at myutmost.org, we're on April 29th today in the book or at myutmost.org. Well, the graciousness of uncertainty. I tried to warn you <laughs> that this title and message might initially be a bit unsettling. Did my warning help? I hope so, but even more than that, I hope I've got you thinking in terms of what the writer of Hebrews gives us in, a, in chapter 11, verse 1, as the definition of faith along the lines of this message. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Think about it for a moment. How's that for gracious uncertainty? You see, because we're not God, and that's a good thing. And we can't see, know, or control everything and all things. He has given us a reason and a purpose to see uncertainty differently than in our own insecurity and fear. Chambers begins with a very encouraging reminder from the beloved Apostle John in his third letter to the churches. Verse 2 in 1 John 3. It does not yet appear, I said the third letter, but it was the first letter of the third chapter. It does not yet appear what we shall be. I don't know about you, but think about it. I'm really glad that what I can see at this point in my life, in our culture, in the world, even though there's a lot of beauty and a lot of good things, there's also a lot of struggle and disaster and chaos. I'm glad that this is not all that there is. I'm so glad that God has more in store. And we do not at this point know all that he has in store for us. The Apostle Paul, who had been given the privilege of actually visiting the third heaven, which most experts believe is the heaven referred to as the place where God ultimately dwells. We know he dwells everywhere, right? But this is where his throne room is, there and in our hearts. Remember that. That's about the easiest way I can say it as the third heaven. You see, the, the, Paul says this about what we cannot yet see, but has been promised and prepared for those who believe in Christ. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. 1 Corinthians 2.9. Chambers begins here. Naturally, don't forget, naturally, it comes easy, often, but it's oftentimes not good. Naturally, we are inclined to be so mathematical and calculating that we look upon uncertainty as a bad thing. That was my point in saying it might be a bit unsettling, right? It might be uneasy, this title and this message. How can uncertainty and grace be linked together? So stick with us here. Chambers, we imagine that we have to reach some end but that is not the nature of spiritual life. The nature of spiritual life, remember, that's the new man or new woman in Christ, is that we are certain faith in our uncertainty. Consequently, we do not make our nest anywhere. Common sense says, well, supposing I were in that condition, we cannot suppose ourselves in any condition we have never been in. We might be able to imagine it and think about it a little bit, but we really can't be there, so we don't know. Certainty is the mark of the common sense life. Gracious uncertainty is the mark of the spiritual life. 
I have to repeat that because that's the foundation of faith, which is the foundation of our salvation. Certainty is the mark of the common sense life. Reason. I got to know, right? Gracious uncertainty. Faith. What I can't see, but I trust in God. Gracious uncertainty by His grace. That's the mark of the spiritual life. To be certain of God means that we are uncertain in all our ways. We don't know what a day is going to bring forth. This is generally said with a sigh of sadness. It should be rather an expression of breathless expectation. The psalmist in, in Psalm 5 verse 3 states it this way. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and I wait expectantly. That's faith, folks. Think about it. In faith, what better could we do or anticipate for each day than what God has in store for us? Chambers says, we are uncertain of the next step, but we are certain of God. And I got into another ditto on that one, folks. We are uncertain of our next step, but we are certain of God. Immediately, we talked about this yesterday, we abandoned to God, and I'm sorry, on Tuesday, our last teaching uh, episode, immediately we abandon to God and do the duty that lies nearest. He packs our life with surprises all the time. When we become advocates of a creed, something dies. We do not believe God. We only believe our belief about him and what we have crafted him to be and what we can get from him. Jesus said, except you... Become as little children. Spiritual life is the life of a child. We are not certain, we are not uncertain of God, but we're uncertain of what He's going to do next. If we are only certain in our beliefs, we get dignified and severe and have the, the ban of finality. Our minds are already made up, unwilling to think or receive anything new. That's what our views are like. But when we are rightly related to God, Life is full of spontaneous, joyful uncertainty and yet faithful expectancy. Jesus said, believe also in me, in me, Jesus, him, not believe certain things about me. Leave the whole thing up to him. It is gloriously uncertain how he will come in, what he will do, and what the end result is, but he will come and it will be good. Remain loyal to Him. Here's our food for thought for today as we wrap up. How in the world can I do this? Well, as we've mentioned several times in the message today, only by faith. Second question, why would I ever do this? Well, for two reasons. Number one, because of the results of our own desires and demands to be in control of everything, to be certain of everything, and how that's worked for us. Be honest with yourself, right? And number two, because he has proven over and over again to be faithful even when we're not. Paul told Timothy and us and the churches in those days the same thing in 2 Timothy 2.13. If we are unfaithful, that's what our uncertainty comes from, right? If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful since he cannot deny himself. He cannot be unfaithful. Therefore, because of our faith in him, he is always certain. He is always faithful. We can always count on him. We can trust him. Of that we can be sure and be graciously uncertain 
in everything else. Love in action. Spend time with God and his word, prayer, and listening every day. Begin with the scriptures in this message, or as I've stated this week, start with the Psalms in the Old Testament and the, the Gospel of John in the New Testament. Number two, as you do this, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number three, where do you have issues of uncertainty and are trying to control everything? What do you need to surrender to his certainty and allow yourself to be graciously uncertain because of who he is? Number four, what will it take for you to walk in the faith that depends on his faithfulness and certainty even when you are not? How will you depend on him instead of trying to figure it out and control it all by yourself? And then I've got an extra one today. Number five, what will it take for you to pray and wait, as the psalmist said, again in Psalm 5.3, in eager expectation every day in faith, by your faith in God. Tomorrow's Friday, so you know what that means. It's our Family Foundation Friday with our good friend and co-host David Walls, Executive Director of the Family Foundation, where we seek to help you see things in our culture, our government, our media, everything from a biblical worldview. Love for you to join us and invite your family, friends, loved ones, and enemies. Love to enter into the dialogues with them so that we know what it means for Jesus Christ to be Savior and what it means for us to walk with him as Lord. Again, you can find out more at loveandlordship.com, all spelled out and together, loveandlordship.com. That's our website. Connect with me at loveandlordship at gmail.com, loveandlordship at gmail.com. We're so thankful that you're joining us. Thanks always for your prayers and to the Lord. Make it a great day in the love and lordship of Christ. Stay tuned, 1245, for my good friend Greg Horn and Hope is here. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.